Welcome to Drinking the Kool-Aid. Welcome. I'm your host, Megan. Oh, shit. Did you forget your name? <laughs> no, I'm Hannah. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, my God. She forgot her name. <laughs> Hi, we're recording a oh. podcast. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Is that I got okay? Dist- I got distracted. I am so sorry. I'm Are Hannah. Are you here with us? <laughs> I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's a real good thing we're doing a super mini show today, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you can hang in there. <laughs> I don't know if I can either. Well, today, we're actually going to be covering a killer that is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> did I say that weird? Yes, you so did. Okay. <laughs> a killer that is a lady. <laughs> well, it's... Kind lady, of rare. Lady killer. But then that oh. would be like, yeah, killer lady. We're going to be talking about a killer lady today. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. If we make it through. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Questionable. All right. So, Lida Southard was born as Lida Anime Trueblood. On, that is intense. Yeah. On October 16th, 1892, in Keatsville, Missouri, she was a good citizen in her community, and when she was growing up, she was known as one of the prettiest and most popular girls in school. And I gotta tell you, anytime the story starts that way, it's not good. The story always starts that way. Yeah, if she is super pretty and popular and great in her community, there's a problem. Listen, it's either a pillar in the community... Or life insurance policy. That's how it's going to start. Well, it's so funny you say that. (laughs) No! Is there life insurance policies, too? Of course. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, she was known as Flypaper Lida. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. These are her nicknames. Okay. Lady Bluebeard, which I really don't get this. So maybe someone will explain Does it someday. She have a beard? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked at photos. What if she shaves it? <laughs> and it's blue? Uh oh. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my god, someone's gonna be like, you guys are idiots. It means blah blah blah. Uh and she was known as the Black Widow. She is also one of the first known female serial killers. Badass. I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's cool that you're covering it. Uh, don't talk. Someone get me off of this damn microphone now. For real. Um, cut that. (laughs) On March 17th, 1912, Lida married Robert Dooley, and they lived with Robert's brother, Ed Dooley. Ed had a ranch in Twin Falls, Idaho. In August 1915, Ed died. And the cause of death was ruled from uh, tomaine poisoning. Which is? Food poisoning. (laughs) What the fuck could you just say food poisoning? Uh, I wanted to be, like, correct with what they used to call it. All right, whatever. Yeah. Smanchy? I just said schmancy. Schmancy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Okay. Well, yeah. So, back in the day, it was called tomaine poisoning. Oh, good to know. All right. Lida says that maybe he ate salmon from a can that had been open for quite some time. Oh! 
which sounds horrifying. Uh, This happened shortly after he took out a life insurance policy, and the beneficiaries (laughs) were Robert and Lida. Next, Robert got typhoid fever and died in October 1915. A few months later, Lida's daughter, Lorraine, died at the age of two. From I know, poor baby. Uh, This was from drinking dirty well water. Oh, my God. And Lida was the only person left, so she collected all of the life insurance policy money on each person. That's nice. Yes. I will say there is some dispute regarding the death of Lida's daughter. She either died first, before Ed, died after Ed and Robert, or died after Lida married her next husband. Wow. I chose to go with the one that was cited the most. Okay. So I just love it when that happens. It's so irritating. <laughs> yeah. Like... When it's got, like, six different fucking things for it, you're just like, which one do I even choose? I know. Every article, it's different, and I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you all of it. Here you go. (laughs) You decide. So two years later, Lida met William G. McCaffle, and they got married. The couple ended up heading to Montana to start over. A year later, William McCaffle got influenza and died in October 1918. Lida didn't waste too much time and ended up marrying Harlan C. Lewis in March 1919. How many marriages are we at now? Uh, that was third. Third, okay, wow. Harlan was a car salesman and he ended up getting sick within four months of their marriage and he died. They said it was from gastrointestinal issues. Lida went back to Twin Falls and got herself a job at a cafe. I thought you were going to say got herself another husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Oh, no. (laughs) Everybody in the community loved her. And they (laughs) said she had a bright presence. We all know that Lida doesn't like to be alone. So she married Edward F. Meyer And he was a rancher in Idaho. What did he die of? Well, I know this sounds strange, but he mysteriously fell ill of typhoid on September 7th, 1920. There was one person that believed the deaths surrounding Lida were kind of suspicious. Thank you to that one person. (laughs) A chemist, Earl Dooley, was a relative of Lida's first husband. I remember that name because all I can hear in my head is, I'm Debbie Dooley. (laughs) (laughs) He teamed up with a physician and another chemist, and they discovered that Ed and Bob Dooley were murdered by arsenic poisoning. Twin Falls County Prosecutor Frank Stephen began an investigation and started exhuming the bodies of Lida's husband's daughter and brother-in-law. Some of the bodies contained traces of arsenic, and other bodies were suspected of arsenic poisoning because the bodies were so well preserved. Oh, man. It didn't take long (laughs) to figure out what the motive would be after they found out that Lida was the beneficiary on all of the insurance policies. What? Strange. 
Police found Lida in Honolulu, and she was married to Paul Southard. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dude. She's a busy girl. Holy crap, I'm actually impressed. And uh, she was extradited back to Idaho. The trial took six weeks, and Lida was convicted of second-degree murder and was sentenced to 10 years in prison in the old Idaho State Penitentiary. My God, going from Honolulu, getting sucked back in Idaho. Now I can't remember which one you said. Was it Idaho? Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, I was getting it mixed up with Ohio in my head. But, like, getting sucked in from Honolulu back to Idaho and then just getting stuck right into jail. Yes. That sucks. Mm -hmm. Well, she was naughty. She deserved it, but (laughs) it's just so shitty. Now, Lida must have been pretty good at sweet-talking because... Did she get a husband in jail? (laughs) Well, there was a guard that became infatuated with her. No way! And helped her escape. Except, Jack died before the big escape actually happened. (gasps) Oh, no! So, she ended up escaping on May 4th, 1931. That night, Lida cut the bars on her cell window with a saw that Jack had given her. He had also set up a ladder made of plumbing pipes, and he made a rope of torn blankets. Wow. Once Lida got over the prison wall, there was a getaway car waiting for her. An ex-con, David Minton, who was released from prison three weeks prior, was there to pick her up. Does she fucking marry him? Well... (laughs) It was later discovered that David visited Lida in the prison just two nights before the escape, and they had been exchanging love letters for weeks. This chick is good. Uh Uh-huh. She's working all angles here. The police searched for the couple and found that Lida used David for the escape, and she ended up leaving him when they got to Colorado. Saying so. <laughs> well, David was pretty pissed, and he didn't like being used, so he sang like a little bird. I was going to say, that's kind of dumb on her part to just, like, ditch him immediately. Yes. He was, of course, arrested for helping Lida escape. Next, Lida became a housekeeper for Harry Whitlock in Denver, Colorado. Holy fuck. The two got married... March 1932, and he ended up assisting in her arrest in July of that year. Okay, so Harry ended up figuring out Lida's true identity, and he worked with the police to cook up a little plan. Fuck yes! He had Lida go to the post office in Topeka, Kansas, and the police were there waiting for her. At this time, she was going by the name Fern Zeller's reins and had dyed her hair black and replaced her two front teeth with gold ones. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, by this time, she had been free for 15 months. After Harry turned Lida in, he had the marriage annulled and he applied for that $500 reward. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. He did say that she was a model wife, but remembered that she had just suggested that he take out a life insurance policy. 
He just hadn't gotten around to it yet. Oh, no! Yeah. She tried. Oh, he was gonna die. He was on the chopping block. <laughs> yes. Lida was, of course, returned back to prison, and she was doing great at getting people to do everything for her. She was allowed to leave prison grounds to visit her sick mother. What the fuck? Here we go again. And she was left unguarded for hours at a time. They figured she already escaped. It's out of her system. She probably won't do it again. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. (laughs) Lida was able to go to a nearby resort and to the theater. That sounds like jail to me. Right? It's pretty harsh. (laughs) The warden, George Rudd, admitted that he allowed Lida certain liberties. What? Is this, like, the hottest chick ever? No. Like, for real? (laughs) She's not. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She must be really good at talking. You're not kidding. Uh, Eventually, he resigned from his position. (laughs) Uh, Probably once they figured it out. Thank goodness. Right. On October 2nd, 1941, Lida was released. On a six-month probation, and a year and a half later, she received full pardon. Wait, I'm sorry. She killed how many dudes already? And <laughs> she was fucking released? Yes. She moved to Oregon to live with her sister for a few years, and she eventually went married. back to Twin Falls and married Hal Shaw. Of course. Of course she did. So if you're keeping count, this is husband number seven, and he disappeared without a trace Two years later. On, so. <laughs> well, I mean, she changed it up a little bit. On February 5th, 1958, when Lida was 65 years old, she was going by the name Anna E. Shaw and ended up dying of a heart attack while carrying groceries. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say while well, carrying a body. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why my mind goes places like that. Um, okay. Nope. She was carrying groceries, and then they buried her at Sunset Memorial Park in Twin Falls, Idaho. The end. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. That girl was busy. I'm just so shocked that she was able to get that many people to fall in love with her. I know. That is disturbing. Yeah, totally bonkers. Holy crap. And then she goes and gets gold front teeth and snags another one. What? She must have been the smoothest freaking talker ever. Yes. I mean, I don't want to be impressed, but I am. Yeah. Wow. Nothing against gold front teeth. No. <laughs> it's just like a drastic just, change. It was very shocking that she was just able to do yeah. whatever the fuck she wanted and just... And catching these men. Yeah. Fly paper lighter. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yes. But I still don't get the Bluebeard thing. No. That well, reference is over my head, I guess. Um, I still like my theory. She's just shaving her Bluebeard, that's all. Dude, if you've got a Bluebeard, let that shit grow. <laughs> I would. Let it shine. I would. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine you with a Bluebeard and red flaming hair? That is not an okay picture in my head, and I want it gone now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. Well, I On think that note. <laughs> that's where we should wrap it up. <laughs> so, uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe on any of your podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you love us. 
Tell your friends. Tell your cats. Um, bye. bye.